Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. I have a unique guest today. He is Stephen Hill, and he is the owner and operations manager for the New Rock Theater Company. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Tell us about your involvement with uh, with new uh, with the New Rock Theater. Uh, it was the La Costa Theater at one at one time, correct? Yes, the space used to be La Costa Theater. Um, and that's on bit. Elston, right? 39, what's the address? It's 3933 North Elston. It's on the second floor. It's pretty much the southeast corner of Elston and Central Park. Okay. And and tell us how you got involved with that and I and, and how you ended up uh, uh, owning the, uh, the spot. Okay. Um... A little over a year ago, uh, I was production manager for Point Break Live, uh, which is a show that we have running again for the next two weekends. Um, and we were looking at a bunch of venues around the city of Chicago, but kept having problems nailing down rental rates, dates, times, things like that. And um, my ex-business partner, who is the producer and director of Point Break Live, uh, the two of us said, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and build our own theater. Um, looked at a couple of spaces and finally decided to sublet space from La Costa Theater. Um, and then, you know, early last year, we built the second theater there specifically for Point Break Live. Um, and that was going great. Uh, and then eventually La Costa just didn't want to have their own theater space anymore. So we were like, okay, well, we'll take over everything. And then shortly thereafter, I ended up taking over the entire company. My ex-business partner just wanted to get out of the owning a theater uh, business. So now it's pretty much all mine. And uh, tell us about your background. Um, Well, I got started professionally in theater back in 1988 with Body Politic Theater Company. Uh, I interned with them for a couple of shows. Um, attended a couple of colleges studying theater, um, and have worked on and off in the industry for the last several years, uh, until recently, uh, where I just started working a lot in theater and solely in theater. I was working in IT for a while and just wasn't really for me. Um, so I'm kind of a do everything kind of person in theater. I Did you tell me that, uh, you, you were, a uh... A sound guy? What, what's your specialty? My main thing is lighting design lighting. And, and, you know, master electrician and set design and tech director uh, is my main background in theater. So uh, you took the daunting task of, uh, of owning your own theater. I don't know yeah. if anyone else is a you know, individual who, uh, who owns his own theater in this town. It is... It, it is a very stressful thing to undertake, um, but on the other hand, it's it's great to kind of be in sole control over things because when somebody comes to me with a project saying, hey, we'd like to do this, I don't have to deal with going back to, okay, I have to check with other people. I can just go, sure, it sounds great, or no, it's not really for us. You know, it, it's, it's great for being able to deal with other theater companies in a face-to-face way when they want to do a certain project, but it is also kind of daunting when you you know have to deal with all the day-to-day operations yourself and don't have other partners to fall back on. You're a brave man. 
So my I problem like, is I saw that sign that said live theater, and I thought it said live theater. And <laughs> you're doing like both. in there all the time. Yeah, but it's great. You know, I can't think of a better job to have. Well, you're certainly in control of your own destiny. You, you can be the practical businessman, and you can be yeah. the, the creative soul and the producer. Yes. yes. That's not a bad deal. Uh, I like what you did. Tell us what you did with the space, because there's a number of our of our people uh, that listen to this podcast have been to the old La Costa Theater. And uh, tell us what the improvements is. I think I really like what you've done, you've done with the stage. Well, first and foremost, looking at multiple reviews of shows from La Costa, of La Costa Theater, which I, I don't want to say anything bad about La Costa. They were a great group of people. Oh, yeah, they're good people. They did some um, nice shows, too. Yeah, but pretty much every review said something bad about the sight lines. And the first thing I did, I think before the ink was even dry on all the paperwork for us taking over, was we ripped out all of the seating that was in there, completely rebuilt the seating layout so it's much more uh, patron-friendly. Uh, there's not really a bad seat in the house anymore. Um, and it's also the flow around the seating for actors and stuff is much better. It's just a much more usable space overall for us now. It's a it's a three quarter thrust, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a sorry, um, it's a ninety six seat three quarter thrust, um, and the back row is still only you know the third row back from the stage. So you're still you know keeping true to the storefront style of theater we have in Chicago, where you're right there in seeing the action. You know, it, it's great because you're still in nice and close to everything where you can really, you know, immerse yourself in whatever production you're seeing. Yeah, I was impressed with it, and, and I think uh, it makes the, the stage slightly smaller than what was there before, but I think the whole all-around experience is going to be much stronger. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think. Uh, how does the sound, because the, the, the show I saw in there was a, was a drama, how is the sound for musicals? How, how much has that changed? Um, it's a little bit better. Uh, we're always working on ways to improve things. Um, uh, right now we don't have any musicals coming up on the main stage, but we're looking into adding some sound deadening behind the audience to improve that a little bit so it's not quite as boomy when we have musicals. Um, but it's actually a little bit better with the way the audience is set up at more of an angle because uh, the... The back row is actually now higher than it used to be, so because the audience is a bit of an angle, it kind of diffuses a bit of the echoiness of the room a little bit, so it seems to help. Well, that's uh, that's obviously shows your expertise that you made all these little changes uh, and had had multiple things in mind. That's that that speaks a lot to to your uh, your abilities. Yeah, yes, and the the main thing is you know we always look at the space and think what. We try to always do something that's going to improve the space. You know, we look to see what little projects we can do that can improve what we have instead of just trying to look at, okay, what huge thing can we dump money into or dump time into? You know, how can we improve the space a little bit at a time so that, you know, it, it's we try to do things in the most financially and time, you know, responsible way we can. And I think we're always doing minor improvements and everybody just that's come in as far as directors, actors, it's just seemed to be like, this is way better than it was before. I was impressed, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this uh, podcast. I want to help get the word out, because 
it's always tough for itinerant theater companies to you know to get around and and to get spaces and and uh, you know it's competitive and and places do change you know and and uh, I talked to a number of people after seeing uh, the show there the other day about your space and at first they said oh not that space and I said no really you gotta you gotta see what they've done with it it's like a new like a new place. Well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, uh, so tell us what you have going there. And I want to a little bit know a little bit more about the Point Break Live. That's the show you have in smaller theater, right? It's it's a late night show. Yes, uh, it's Friday and Saturday nights at ten o'clock, uh, running through May seventh. Point Break Live is a live version of the movie Point Break. It's specifically done in a very campy, low budget style, uh, very audience interactive. Um, in fact, the role of Johnny Utah, which was played by Keanu Reeves in the movie, we actually cast that role from the audience by audience applause. <laughs> we have people come up on stage, run through a couple, you know, run through like one line, two, three lines, doing, you know, a little bit of physicality stuff like jumping jacks, things like that. And then at the end of that, it's the person who's going to play Utah for the night is chosen by audience applause and they read their lines off of cue cards and it is just a blast it is it's such a fun show to work on because we get so much energy back from the audience from the show it's it's hard to really equate it to much anything else as far as any of the other shows i've worked and how long has it been running it ran for seven months last year seven months wow seven months it ran from march 19th through october 23rd of last year and then this year we reopened it on March 18th, and again it's running through the 7th. That that's fantastic. See, obviously the audiences love the show, and I bet you get people that have, that keep coming back. Is that true? I have definitely seen some faces that I've recognized because I also handle a box office for that show, and it's like, hey, I remember you. Like, yeah, we loved it. We had to come back. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun. So. Uh, you were mentioning when we talked the other day about your upcoming show. So tell, tell us about the Scottish play. Oh, we have um, an upcoming production of the uh, the Scottish play, which I don't know if I'm supposed to say the name of it on radio. No, you can. You can. Okay. I was just, I was just trying up, to be cute. Yeah. It's an upcoming version. Uh, it's an upcoming production of Shakespeare's Macbeth uh, that's being done. And it's, it's a huge production. We have uh, a, a very large cast. Uh, we're integrating multimedia elements into the show. And it's just very powerful. Is this one of um, your productions? I am actually co-producer on this show. Okay. Who, um, who's the other? Uh, who, who are you co-producing with? Who? Um, the director, Mary Beth Liss, who is... Um, well known around Chicago for uh, as an acting uh, coach, I believe, is directing the show, and she's one of the producers. And then two of my actors from Point Break Live are the other two producers on the show. And we're just bringing, you know, we're tapping into everybody's individual talents and individual areas of expertise to try and bring everything together into just this really amazing and powerful uh, production of the show. You told me there's something like 32 in the cast? Yeah, it's, it's a cast of 32, which um, it's starting out with this epic battle scene that, and just, you know, keeps going from there. And 
I really think that it's it's a show that you know you're gonna walk away from it just going wow. So give us a little commercial for it. Uh, when does it when does it open? Okay. That opens on June, not June, May 26th, and runs through June 25th, uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday nights at 7:30, and that's going to be on the main stage, which is the stage that we were just talking about that was formerly the La Costa stage that's been completely redone. Wow! And uh, this sound this sounds uh, amazing. And finally, on the the northwest side of the city, we're going to get a little Shakespeare. Yeah, that's terrific. Um, and uh, what got you to get involved with with a Shakespeare play? I mean, it's risky, you know. Um, other than maybe at uh, Navy Pier. Well, yeah, but I mean, part of theater is being willing to take risks for your art, and and knowing that, or just you know, strongly believing that you know you can bring something new you know, a new interpretation on something that's going to make it new and relevant and what people are going to want to see. And people, my, uh, the two cast members that are also producers brought it to me and I was like, sure, let's do it. You know, it's, it was just, it sounded like such an amazing project to be part of that I was like, yeah, we've got to do this. Are you, uh, are you doing the lighting? I am designing the lights and the sets for that show. I can imagine, uh, what you're going to do with it because uh, that's always a, quite a set and it's always a big lighting show just the nature of the material yes um, we've got some really cool effects ideas for it but you know my main thing is I want to keep the focus of the show on the text and on the acting so I, I don't want to do I'm trying to stay away from doing anything that's going to upstage that because really the, the most important thing in the show is the text and making sure that our actors can put their spin on it and the director's spin on the text and get that to the audience. And I'm basically just there to make sure that I can give them as much support to that as I can. Well, uh, it, it, your respect for Shakespeare comes out. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, sometimes uh, we get productions get caught up in the gimmicks and, and because they don't trust the, the text. But, but in this case, it's okay to trust the text. Yeah, especially something that's, you know, to the test of time as much as Shakespeare. It's like, you know, he's as renowned as he is for a reason. You know, he was truly a master at his craft, and his text deserves the respect that I'm hoping we're giving it. Well, kudos to you for, for having the spot to put something like that together. Uh, so tell us what else you have coming up or what your future plans are for the space. Well, um, the club stage, which is the space that we had built for Point Break Live, um, uh, we have a show coming up there running um, May 19th through June 19th with a possible extension through June 26th. Uh, that will be at 10 o'clock on Friday and Saturday nights and 8 o'clock on Sunday nights, and that's called First and Last Musical on Mars. Whoa, say that sl- Whoa, once more slower. That's a unique Sorry. title. Once more slower, please. Okay, it's the first and last musical on Mars. <laughs> All right, tell it, us about that. Oh, it's it's such a fun piece. Um, it's obviously a musical. 
Um, it was written by George Zarr, who teaches in the radio department at Columbia. I came across the script when LaCosta had left. They had left some stuff behind in the office, and there was a script and the scores from this musical. And George had a, the phone number on it was a New York phone number. I figured, you know what, this looks pretty interesting. I'm going to give him a call. Got a hold of George, found out he's actually in Chicago teaching at Columbia. We hit it off, and he's made a bunch of, he's pretty much completely rewritten the show for us. And so it's a really big collaborative work, and we have, it's just a fun musical. We're it's, we're doing it in kind of the again campy, um, like fifties, sixties sci-fi style. Well, that's, um, that's that you know, that alone ought to add a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. We're, we we really wanted to go with those elements. We didn't want to try to go with you know big special effects or anything like that. We really wanted to take it to the roots of science fiction in film because we just felt it would work that way so much better and it would be so much more fun for the audience to you know even go with some of the cheesy effects from early sci-fi movies and again it's you know it's a completely original score uh and everything um it's being directed by uh Kevin Hanna who has brought a whole bunch of insight into this. Kevin and George worked together pretty much rewriting the show. Um, and our musical director, Robert, is doing an amazing job coming up with um, the score for it and everything. Um, it's just wonderful. Well, so it's a world premiere, really. It was originally done as a... Um, uh, on a web radio thing from the Sci-Fi Studios uh, web studio. Oh, okay. And it was done as a radio play, and then it was done as a workshop piece uh, in New York and didn't do so well there, but from that, it's been completely rewritten. So, like, if you go out and look for old reviews of the show or whatever, pay no attention to them because it's really not even the same show. So it's a, it not is a new show. the same yeah. show. That is that is fantastic, and and that opens when? What did you say? May what? That opens May nineteenth. May nineteenth. That's not that far away. No. Um, Boy, you 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 really determined to uh, to make uh, that Albany Park, that Irving and uh, uh, Central Park and Elston, that little corridor there into uh, quite a place for theater. Yeah, and my main thing is. You know, money portions of it aside, I think I have two really nice theaters. And to me, having them sit empty is like having, like an artist having amazing paints and leaving them in a box in the closet. It's, I'm in theater because I, I just love doing theater. And I hate to see the spaces not doing anything. So we even have on off nights or off weekends, we have music events going on and you know we'll have bands playing in the club space and it's just always busy over there so people can go to your site uh, the the new rock theater.com for information yes and they can call our box office okay. um what's which, the number there let's let's get the, it out there the number for the box office is 
639-5316. And our website is newrocktheater.com, and that's E-R, theater, the American spelling. Okay, uh, now, how would theater be? You said, and I couldn't agree with you more, uh, that too many venues don't make use of the space. They have too many, you know, dark times and, and too many gaps in between shows and, you know, where, where the expenses are still there. So it's great to have something going on uh, at an event. And, and I love your thinking that way. You'd, you'd, re- you'd rather have something going on than, than to be dark. Uh, how would you, how could theater people that are listening to this, how could they get involved? How could they submit ideas, come see, or what? what how do you well, operate they can, if, if They can always email me, uh, which would be info, I-N-F-O, at newrocktheater.com. If you're a producer or a theater company that's interested in using the space for a production, um, and I can definitely work with, you know, I'm always open to people looking to use the space. Or also email me if you're interested in, you know, finding out anything that's coming up. Uh, I can add you to our mailing list. And, uh, you know, send out, you know, you'll get emails if, uh, when we have upcoming shows and things like that. Yeah, well, make sure that, 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 that I'm on your list and, and you get everything out to the main list of all the reviewers because uh, I know you didn't produce, but the last show that, that I saw there uh, wasn't getting much, uh, uh, press. We got to get the word out. I've already told a number of people. I say, hey, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's stuff going on over that place, and they were, they were, you know, they didn't know about it. Yes, um, that's the one area in theater I'm weakest in is marketing, and we're actually looking. Uh, we've been talking to a couple of people to bring on as marketing interns, and so hopefully that'll start taking off more than it has. Okay, I might I might have a couple of uh, people to refer you to because. Uh, it, it's a shame when I when I go to some of the good theater and go to the good places, and if it's not on opening night, you know there's three or four people there. Uh, I, yeah. I feel bad for the actors, and 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 I get a little mad that saying it's too bad they can't, you know, get the word out. They're creating good art, but they're not getting the word out. Yeah, we we've all worked in shows like that, and it's yeah. like it's a shame that people aren't coming to see this because this is really good, and people don't know what they're missing. Yeah, that's true. That's why I try and cover as many as I can of the of the smaller theaters because, you know, I uh, I really want to help it because that's where the really good things emerge. That's where people learn their craft. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great theater out there that just really goes unnoticed, and it's it's a shame because Chicago is full of just really really talented people from directors and actors through designers everything and there's a lot of really good work being put on by by the smaller theater companies and I don't mean I'm not saying this to knock you know the big name theater companies but the little theater companies really do good work and unfortunately they go completely under the radar a lot of times because people only want to go see the stuff that's put on by the big name companies I could not really a shame yeah it is a shame but uh, but I, that's why I wanted to, to to promote what you're doing is because you're one of those lone voices out there who's who's willing to work with these theater companies, right? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely all about helping out smaller theater companies that are really trying to find a good place, you know, a good place to get started or a good place to work from, you know, and we're definitely flexible on, you know, what we'll let you do in our space and things like that as far as you know, your set design and stuff like that, I'm pretty open to almost anything. 
Uh, how about so you are open to like off night shows like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, stuff like oh, that? Oh, I would love to have companies doing off night shows there. You know, I tell more companies there, there's a few doers up at the side project that they do some of that, but there aren't enough of them doing. It. And I tell them number one, whatever revenue you get out if you do a revenue share with somebody is gravy. And the more you have the place being used, more people know where it's at and, and realize it's a good play. Everybody wins. Yeah, I've done stuff at the side project, and I have to admit, that is one fun little space. It, it is such a warm, cozy feeling in that space. Yeah, and they've done the side project. It's, it's just, when you walk in, it's just so welcoming. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's, good, it's a good location. But your place, you know, uh, the scale that that you that you've set up the stage. I mean, you can do some nice productions there. Ninety six seats is enough, you know, financially. If you can start filling that up, uh, everybody can win on that deal. Oh yeah, you know, it's it's it is a theater company. You know, is willing to put the word out there about their show. I mean, we definitely have the space that they can make the money that they need to to keep going using our space. Because a lot of the smaller storefront theaters, you know, you're talking 30, 40, 50 seats, and that's not always enough to, to pay the bills when you're trying to, you know. Yeah, that's what I've told a lot going. of them. Yeah, when they, and then they want to extend it, and, and I always tell them, uh, well, the problem is I have my next show coming up. And I always tell them, look for a bigger place. If, you, if you're selling out 30 or 40, you should be able to sell 50 or 60. Yeah. You know, and, and your place gives them the ability to go all the way up to 96. And, folks, I would agree with what you said about there's no bad sight lines. Uh, because just the way it was laid out, the laid out, I could tell, even if I was over on the far sides of the thrust, I could still see everything real well. So you yeah, well, we, we made sure that when we redid it that we pulled those seats that were closest to the proscenium or all the way around on the edges away from that wall a little bit so that you weren't like right up against the wall and looking at the backs of people's heads the whole night because it's just no fun. Yeah. That, how about facilities now uh, for entrance and exits? Uh, you, by moving those out, you've created corridors and lanes for the actors to, to make entrance and exits? Yeah, so they can, we've uh, added to it, they can actually enter through the proscenium. Um, all the way at the back of the theater, uh, and get around behind the entire seating. And then there's aisleways right up against the proscenium and then between the side sections and the center section. So you can make entrances from almost anywhere in the theater that you would need to. And it, it makes it a lot more usable space. Yeah, you can do some interesting, uh, blocking and entrance and exits with, with that ability. So that that helps. Let me ask you about the the uh, the lobby. Um, I, I, do you guys have a liquor license, or you have uh, plans on doing that, or what? We're we're still working on that. Um, we're doing this by do- the liquor sales is by donation. Okay. Um, and we had paid the money for the liquor license, and then we ran into some application issues. Yeah, I know and, they're uh, very hard to get. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then the city of Chicago was sending all the notifications about it to a completely wrong address. So, um, but we're still working on that. And we're uh, working with the Treehouse Foundation on other licensing issues and other improvements to the space. So eventually that's in the plan. Yes, it is. 
Well, that'll that'll help certainly for having late night shows and and uh, having the ability to, to to keep the place going. Yes. Yeah, that's that, that's a, that's a great idea. And uh, uh, so, tell us again for our listeners uh, where you're located. Okay, it's New Rock Theater. It's 3933 North Elston Avenue, second floor. Uh, it's the southeast corner of Elston and, Elston and Central Park. And our phone number is 773-639-5316. And your, uh, your, your current show that, that I saw the other day, that, is that still running? Uh, Look Back in Anger yeah. is running. Um, there's performances Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend through the 1st, and that's on our main stage. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it's a 7 o'clock show. Sunday, it's a 2 o'clock show. And that's, like I said, running through this weekend. And Point Break Live is Friday and Saturday nights at 10 o'clock, and that's on our club stage. And that's running through the following weekend, or May 7th. Great. Is that 7 o'clock start, I happen to think that's a good idea. Uh, What made you uh, go to that as a start? And is that going to be policy for you? We try to make sure that um, we don't really we don't have an overlap between two shows because it makes it very difficult, um, you know, for people using facilities and everything else. And it's nice because it lets the lobby kind of start to clear out before the patrons are showing up for the next show. When um, when one show ends, then we have like half an hour, 45 minutes till the next show starts. Does the earlier start, which I, th- I happen to like, but does the earlier start, that hasn't uh, hurt attendance at all, has it? I, I don't know if it has. I haven't heard anyone say, oh, we would love to come to the show, but it was just too early for us. Um, and sometimes we do move it, you know, a little bit later if, if the show is a length that will support it. You know, if we're talking a two-and-a-half-hour show, then we really need to start at 7. But if it's a little bit shorter show, then we push it back a little bit later to, like, 7.30. Yeah. I I personally think it would be interesting to see. Are you going to do that for Shakespeare, for the uh, Macbeth? Yeah, Macbeth is starting at 7.30. At 7.30, okay. Yes. All right. But uh, I, I, you, ought to, you ought to kind of keep track of that, that difference because I personally think more people would like the earlier start. Gives them a chance to go out and have a few drinks and maybe stick around your place once you have your, you know, your facility to be able to do that. Oh, and or uh, to to make the second show, you know, yeah, your we, night show. We try to make sure that, you know, we have the second show starting after the first show would have ended. So that people do have the option of doing, you know, a double feature night if they want. You know, come out and see something really strong and dramatic on the main stage and then just hang out and have a good time with what we have going on on the club stage. Well, I've talked to some theater groups that have been doing that for a while, you know, they have that combination, and it's generally working real well. Yeah. We try to keep the stuff in the club stage of a, of a lighter vein because most people don't want to be out, you know, from 10 until midnight watching something really heavy. You know, that time of night, they just want to have fun. I agree. And we found that that just really works for us in there, and it's a nice, flexible space. Um, and it, it's just a fun layout in there. We've done, like I said, music events in there, uh, and we try to do the more, you know, higher energy shows in there. Okay, I got one more question because we're almost out of time. Uh, okay. Tell us some of the shows that, that you really want to do in your space. 
in the future. You know, you're like, if you could wave a magic wand, I'd like to do which one? Um, pardon me. Um, well, um, wow, that's, uh, I haven't really, I've been so focused on what I have coming up right now, I hadn't thought that far. Um, on the main stage, I guess one show I'd really like to do again is, um, a Whistle in the Dark by uh, Thomas Murphy. Uh, it's an incredibly powerful play about this Irish family. Um, That's a great location, too, because you're really close, yeah. close to that northwest side, you know, Irish population. Yeah. Um, that's a good play. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, some, of my, uh, some of the co-producers of mine on Macbeth are looking at uh, Predator the Musical, that they're working on, which is a musical based on Predator the movie, and that's most likely going to be on our club stage in July. Wow, it sounds like uh, a lot is going on there and a lot of original work, and, and boy, uh, we need that. I get so tired of the same, you know, 50 or 100 plays being beaten to death. Uh, new concepts and, and uh, good concepts of, of older plays. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is I'm... For a while, there, I was more interested in the older, classic, you know, more dramatic shows. And now I've gotten to a point where, you know, I, I really just want to do a lot of fun stuff, you know, lighter works, the stuff that just gets the audience laughing, having a good time. You know, don't That's try not to a bad thing. message down their throat. Yeah. Just let them come out and just enjoy the, the night and just have fun. I agree. We we need that. And, and on that, I'm going to have to say thanks for the for uh, the information and and folks get out to uh, the new rock theater there you're going to see some some good stuff and remember go see a play this week <laughs>